BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at AnnabelleZasisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. I am so excited to have these two on today because I was actually on their podcast and I think I missed them five minutes after the podcast was over because they're such a delight and everything they're doing is like just done with such a touch of whimsy and hilarity while talking about real life stuff, especially like our bodies and dieting and diet culture with just a ton of humor around it. So please welcome Alien and Sammy. Hi. Hey. How are you? Hey. Uh, thank you for that beautiful description of us. It's hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was Do you know what I think it was? Because like you guys come from Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast under Betches. And th- these are like big names. Like these are big things. So I was kind of intimidated. I was like, okay, you come from something called Betches. And I was like, are they going to be bitchy? And you're just the nicest humans. But also, I kind of like bitchy people. So I, I think it would have worked out either way. So I don't know. We have our days, just, you know. <laughs> everybody has their friggin' day. So tell me a little bit of history. Aileen, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit of history about what you do and how you kind of got into doing this now. We can kind of give listeners who have no idea what we're talking about a little bit of background. We can go way back if you want. Sammy and I have been friends since we were very little, like eighth grade, seventh grade, middle school, friends for a while. We went to college together. Fast forward to our senior year of college, which is 2011. We and our third friend and now co-founder also grew up together in the same, in that same middle school, elementary school. We, our senior year, all three lived together and started a blog called Betches, what is now called Betches. It's a humor commentary 
on basically millennial and now Gen Z women probably know us on our from our Instagram at Betches. But now we have so many different um, offshoots that, you know, they're really, really exciting. And we've been doing this for almost and the offshoots that I was mentioning that Sammy and I both do together is called Diet Starts Tomorrow. And that's the that's sort of like where we talk about how wellness, the wellness industry and now diet industry as we've gone through for the last two years is kind of bullshit, if, if I'm allowed to say. And um, yes. that's, that's kind of what we talk about. And, and, and we get really, really personal on our podcast. We also have an Instagram page at Diet Starts Tomorrow. We get really personal about it on it there because Sammy and I both have or what we realized on in real time on that podcast that we were really, really entrenched in diet culture and had no idea. You can watch us kind of figure it out through wedding diets and various, you know, all sorts of things. We kind of figure out how to get out of it. And most recently, Sammy got married this year and now she's going also through it like right now. So um, that's kind of what we do on that podcast. And it's sort of this no BS approach the shit approach to wellness. And we have a lot of fun. How do you even add to that? That's like, I I love that you guys are like just old friends. Like it just makes it all so much better. I don't know what it is. You guys are killing it. Thank you. I mean, we started, we started Diet Starts tomorrow, like two and a half, maybe more, maybe more than two and a half years ago. But the, the like bones of Diet Starts tomorrow were like in our friendship from when we were like kids we would always like talk about our diets and our, you know, what, like, I'm not even going to list them because like some (laughs) of the things you still do were super unhealthy, but also nothing that I think a lot of women our age were not also doing, you know, we've always sort of like had this like bond over our love of food, but our confusion or, or, you know, discomfort with our bodies and kind of like this never-ending quest to shrink ourselves that we've shared um, for many years now. And I think that what the podcast has has brought to us is that it's given us a space to like really not analyze that in the way that we would before, but to really force us to examine ourselves and to kind of you know, it's sort of like a, a weekly therapy session. You have it, whether, whether you feel like there's something you need to talk about that week or not. And you're kind of forced to process your, your feelings as it has to do with weight and diet and food. And I mean, I think that that is something, you know, it may sound like, oh, that's just like one little corner of life. But I think for a lot of women, it is what consumes their brains and their headspace, like sometimes a hundred percent of the time. So that is really what, what we're doing over there. It's so funny that you say that because I find that's the biggest thing that woke me up to diet culture was just the mass distraction that it was. What if we actually didn't think so much about that during our entire days, how much we would actually be productive in so many other things and ways? Like it's plagued us. It's, and it's not to say that men don't struggle, but it's definitely a different struggle. And I think for women, the fact that if we were to sit down and calculate how many hours in the day or minutes in the day that we're thinking about the food we're eating, the clothes we're wearing, how it looks on our bodies, how we're presented online, all of these things that are so deeply ingrained in diet culture, and then apply it to the timeline of our days, we'd be like, oh shit, like I'm really, this is really derailing me from my most important stuff, which might be 
your relationships or your actual wellness or, you know, your careers or your family. There's so many layers to it. It's not just about, you know, how you look all the time. Sometimes it's just like about the mass distraction. It was funny. I actually was confused by you guys at first because at Diet Starts Tomorrow, I was like, they post such funny stuff, but is it dieting? Like, is it? But I was like, it took me a second to get the fact that you guys are actually kind of tongue in cheek about it. Like, how did you come up with the name of Diet Starts Tomorrow while kind of breaking down, you know, what we're not going to diet anymore? Like, how did that kind of come to be? The idea of us saying that we we didn't want to diet anymore, that came in the course of having the podcast. Like, like kind of like mm. I said, like the podcast is sort of what forced us to examine, like, is this working for us? Like, or is it just eating off our headspace and making us obsess over negative things about ourselves? And I think that that is what the podcast sort of allowed us to arrive at. But like I said, like when we started diet starts tomorrow was the way that we approached every Monday, you know, day while we do talk about a lot in the wellness space, like the particular issue that I think that we have is a yo-yo dieting problem. Like we're not, you know, we're not recovering from you know, anorexia or bulimia, like uh, we have a very distinct issue, which a lot of women have, which is like the yo-yo dieting, the constant, like lose 10 pounds, wait, wait, gain 10 pounds our whole lives. And it's a specific type of, of, of issue that I think a lot of women share, but not all women who struggle with eating share that particular, you know, brand of problem. But that was really for us, what our lives were about. So still about, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was still, I, I don't want to say that they aren't still about that, but you know, obviously, okay. I think women, men, everyone kind of has their like vice or their, their thing that they struggle with in life. For some people it's relationships for some reasons, for some people it could be like gambling or shopping addiction or a drug addiction. But I think for a lot of women, it is body image and obsession with weight and food. And that's, what our lives, you know, that is kind of like the wrench that life has thrown us in particular. And I think that this is sort of our way of, of working through that. All right, y'all, let's put a pin in that conversation to talk about one of today's sponsors. Fellow Canadians, I know so many of us love PC Optimum Points because we love redeeming them on free stuff. But if you want to get even more groceries and beauty products for free, well, now you might be able to. PC Financial has a new no monthly fee account that will make you think about money in a whole new way. It's called the PC Money Account. It's simply a bank account that makes everyday spending go further. The PC Money Account gets you PC Optimum Points. Oh yeah for doing everyday things like grocery shopping, online shopping, the essential things that we're all doing right now. And the more points means more rewards. So you can turn your everyday spending into a treat for yourself or helping out with that gift giving season. The PC Money account is a no monthly fee bank account that makes every dollar of your purchases go further with PC Optimum points. I've recently been saving up my PC Optimum points. Normally, I love sharing in my Instagram stories what things I've gotten for free lately using my rewards, but lately, I've been really banking them. I've been really saving them up. I've been saving them for the holiday season to kind of help out around that time when budgets get a little bit tighter. And the PC Money account, it works like a bank account, but rewards users with 10 PC Optimum points for every dollar they spend anywhere they shop. 
Also, you can earn 25 points in total per dollar spent at Shoppers Drug Mart. As a welcome bonus, you'll get up to 50,000 points if you take advantage of introductory offers when setting up your account and adding payroll, direct deposit, or paying bills online. For Canadians who simply crave more from their money, the PC Money account can help you. It can help you set savings goals, all while being rewarded on your spending with loyalty points you can actually use. Also, you'll enjoy free Interact e-transfer services and free withdrawals at PC Financial ATMs across Canada. Sign up for a PC Money account today to start earning PC Optimum points and redeeming them on everyday essentials. Or be like me and save them up. Go to pcfinancial.ca slash papaya to open a PC Money account and you too can start thinking about money in a whole new way. It took me only a few minutes to sign up, very little work involved, maybe five minutes total. And it's the card came in the mail. I've got it in my hands now. So exciting. I'm so excited. It only took me a couple minutes to sign up and get that card in the mail ready to use. So if you want one for yourself to start saving up those PC Optimum points, spending them, having fun with them, getting free stuff with them, go to pcfinancial.ca slash papaya. Now let's get back to the show. had a friend talk to me and they were like, I don't understand why you are kind of like anti-diet now. Like some people go on diets and they're totally fine. Like it's great for them and it's such a good experience. And I'm like, okay, yes, but here's, here's what's woken me up. Look at every other thing that pulls into so many addictions in life, gambling, alcohol, cigarettes, even everything has a warning symbol. And yet we have diets, first of all, have a 95% failure rate. And they have a 20 between, I think the NEDA reports between 25 and 30% end up with either disordered eating or eating disorders from it. So we've got a 95% failure rate and a 30%, like around 30% risk rate. And there's no warnings. There's no warnings anywhere, but yeah, we're warned about every other type of similar thing like that. And and everyone does kind of have their vices and it might not be that. And I think it's really hard when we talk about these things sometimes and it does seem so polarizing that it goes straight to, you know, it's an eating disorder and stuff like that. I I literally didn't even grasp that I could have a problem until somebody reversed the words from eating disorder to disordered eating. And I was like, oh yeah, like who doesn't have disordered eating? I don't know how to do, I've been counting calories for how many years I've been looking at my food. I've been like obsessing over my body. I've had weird relationships with food from overeating to undereating my entire life. So, but I was never diagnosed with anything. So I just felt like I didn't fall under any type of category until somebody switched those words around, which is kind of interesting that you guys are now kind of speaking into this space of those who've kind of fallen through that gap a little bit of, I don't really know where I fall. I just know that this has kind of been a thing for me my whole life. I also had that same aha moment, like through the podcast, I had to like kind of look back at myself and like, do I have disordered eating? Is that something that is, is an okay thing to talk about? Also, because I feel like there's such a huge gray space between like eating disorder and n- no problem with eating. And there's, a hu- and there's so many people that fall into that gap. And I don't think enough people have normalized talking about it because there's just like, also there's just a lot of, I mean, like our mother's generation, like there's, there's no acknowledging really disordered eating. It's either like you're on a diet or you're 
or you don't, you're, you're thin and you don't need to diet, really. There's, there's really no, nothing there. And I also wanted to point out the one big difference between like having an issue with eating and maybe gambling or alcohol is that we still need to eat. <laughs> so it's like, there's, there's really no, you can't avoid your relationship with food. You have to face it every single day. And that's not to say you don't have to face your alcohol addiction or whatever it is, but you don't have to drink alcohol to live. <laughs> and that's mm. what we have to kind of grapple with every single day. And what I was saying earlier is that I'm still very much in it is that like with any type of recovery, you have it forever. And because food is always kind of like a thing, you have to eat it constantly kind of going back and forth. Like I have my good days and I have my bad days. I'm just like, should I count my calories today or not? And it's, and, and then I remember again, like exactly what you said. It's hold on. I have a thing called disordered eating and, and it's okay to feel this way. You know, a lot of other people feel like that and just kind of treat yourself with compassion because I feel like that's one of the biggest tools. Recovery is that just kind of make yourself feel okay about it. If you need to track one meal, you tracked it and then you keep going, you know? Yeah. But also Sarah, what you said about how people don't understand like why diet, like it's fine. Like some people go on a diet and it works for them. It's the same thing with like gambling and alcohol. Like some people don't, some people can gamble and it's not, it doesn't become like an addiction. Some people can drink alcohol many people can drink alcohol and it doesn't become an addiction. So it's like, it's, it's like you said, it's more about the warning and giving people full understanding of what they're getting into and what the risks might be. Because like Eileen said, like with our mothers, you were either on a diet or you were thin. So when we were teenagers, our mothers were putting that mindset onto us, meaning we were on a diet. So it's like almost like the first diets we went on weren't even our idea. And then it instilled like this lifelong, oh, if I feel a little heavy, that means I restrict. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Vistaprint. And this holiday season, Vistaprint is all about helping you create custom gifts that are so personal, they could never be regifted. I love Vistaprint. I've been using them since my early 20s, making Christmas cards, making custom gifts, whatever that might be. And this year, we might be kind of stretching to kind of see what we can do that's extra creative, a little bit more customized, ways that we can make it feel a little bit more close to home, especially when we're kind of far apart. I have loved making different gifts like mugs, calendars. We've done so many fun things like that before. And it just always gives that personal touch. How do you feel when you get a gift that isn't just bought off the shelf? It means something almost a little bit more. It's nice to know that something's been made a hundred percent for you, more personal, more memorable, and it means more to those who receive it. These are the kind of gifts we cherish. Vistaprint specializes in those unregiftable gifts, gifts so unique and personal that you wouldn't dream of passing them on. One-off gifts like custom mugs and canvas prints, photo books, and wall calendars. They're, they're the kind of thoughtful gifts you really can't wait to give because they spark so much surprise and joy. At Vistaprint, you can also create your own personalized holiday cards. Like I mentioned, I've done before, adding your photos and messages 
and also adding special finishing touches like embossing foil and scalloped edges. So rather than giving an unoriginal gift this holiday, make it unregiftable with a custom gift from Vistaprint. Now, if you go to vistaprint.com slash papaya, you can get started on your unregiftable gift. The holidays are coming up, so don't miss your chance to get on that custom gift that they are going to love. Get started today, vistaprint.com slash papaya. Now let's get back to the show. It is so generational. And then you look at your mother's generation and it's like, when did you first have somebody comment on your body or talk about your body or make you notice food in a different way? And you start to realize how young it happens. And the more you realize how young it happens, the more you realize it's kind of passed on from generation to generation. And it is so cultural. And it's also very like, it can be so violent in the way that it shows itself in your world. And my kids, for instance, like I don't even, I never talked about dieting at home. I tried to avoid it completely with them. I tried to like shelter them from the whole thing. And it still happened. Like it still is so ingrained in our culture and you know, greatly so that I still had to watch my daughter go through, you know, being body shamed. And I had to watch my older daughter go through being body shamed for being thin and watch them kind of like battle over who had it worse, kind of having to break down to them the differences in, you know, thin privilege that does exist in society, but also honoring and kind of validating each other's experiences in those differences as well. But I mean, my kids are young. They're not even they're just entering the teen years and they have like, they joke over food and they have conversations about food. And we constantly have to, you know, I used to say, you know, fat is a swear word in our house. Like that's a bad word. You don't say it. It's so rude. It's so mean. And now I'm like, no, fat isn't a bad word. We're not going to morally label that anymore. So if you say that, like something that you look fat, please say it in a positive way. Like I look fat and like, that's cool. Like we're trying, I'm trying to like relearn it because I'm so in it. And like, it's really hard because I think we want somebody who's figured it out. We want somebody who's on the other side. And I'll say right now, I was at the midwife office yesterday and they had a scale in the bathroom and like, I don't have scales. So it was like this weird temptation that was sitting there. And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm seven months pregnant. Obviously the number's going to go up, but I still stepped on the scale because I had the friggin' opportunity to, and I watched that number go up and it was such a it was such an old number for me because I did go through this like massive weight loss that it just like, I came home and like, I thank goodness my husband's like one of those people that I can say anything to, even if it's like the worst kind of thing. And I was just like, I weighed myself today. I don't feel good about it. Like I feel, and I went right down to the negative talk. I went like, I feel fat. I feel this. I feel like my face is that. And he was just like, no, stop. Like you're good. And we kind of had to like scale down out of that. But I was like, it's, it's so in there that even if every single day I'm working in these practices, we're having conversations like these where we see it, it's there. It doesn't mean that the claws are not still in our back. And every once in a while kind of take a grip. And then all of a sudden it's like those old thoughts and everything it's regurgitated. It's back at the surface and you're in it again. I think the difference being that because of conversations like this, because of work like this, you get over it quicker. You kind of are able to kind of recover a little bit better. And one thing I really loved about 
your show. I'm guesting on it and like listening to it. But you guys talk a lot about non-scaled victories. Talk about a few, because this is one thing that, you know, we hear non-scaled victories and sometimes it's like, I went to a lower pant size or like I, and it's more about like, you guys approach it like really differently. So kind of share a little bit about that side of it and kind of the positive feelings and, you know, energy that's kind of brought forward by kind of quitting dieting, reallocating our headspace and like what makes us feel good about ourselves. So it's like, okay, if you, cause yes, a lot of people's non-scale victories are like, I'm a lower pant size or like, I, it's just a way of going around. This, yeah. It's another way of, right. It's a, it's a way of congratulating your weight loss in a way that is not about the number. But for, for us, it's more about like something else you did in your life that has like nothing to do with your appearance. Because part of the problem that I think that we face is like, we can have everything else in a row, like our lives can be great. But if we're five pounds heavier than, you know, we want to be, it sort of puts a cloud over everything. So the idea of like that, the, putting the five pounds like on a shelf and not thinking about that as like a reason to congratulate or celebrate yourself. And that like all the other things are the real things to celebrate. That is kind of the idea behind it. I think it's also just like a way of rewiring or just like a practice of rewiring our brains into celebrating the little things that you normally wouldn't notice or, or, or pat yourself on the back on. And also this, also a practice of sharing it. So like Sammy and I sharing it with each other will then makes it okay to celebrate some things that again, are a lot of people, especially for women, a lot of people are like, like, don't be happy for yourself or like that, you know? And, and then we also have other people, we have our listeners non-scale when like to read on the podcast. So then it promotes them, you know, going as far as emailing strangers <laughs> to share something, a victory of theirs. And like an example of a non kind of weight loss. I think it's a non weight loss win because we could still talk about our appearance in that like, oh, I like one of our recent, one of our recent kind of, we, we did this almost at the same time, but we didn't talk about it. One of our recent non-scale wins was that we bought I think we talked about it in our podcast with you was that we bought clothes that that felt really good and yeah they were a size or whatever higher but they looked better because we were like visibly more comfortable in them and like I personally had this like tiny little breakthrough the other day where I like bought clothes that were higher but a little bit bigger but I put I was I put them on together and I wasn't afraid. You know that feeling of like getting clothes and you're afraid to put it on because you're scared of like how not great it will look. I was excited to put it on because I knew I bought like maybe a more appropriate size. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh my God, thinking of all of the like a little schoolgirl, like excited about all the outfits I can make. I'm like, oh my God, this look of white sneakers. And then maybe a leather jacket. Oh, and if it's nice out, I could wear a jean jacket. You know, it was just like the spiraling of like positivity that came from that. And I was so excited to share it with Sammy and like our whole audience. And that's kind of what we're trying to do with that because a lot of the time, like all of this body shame is so negative. It's so negative. Like the feeling before you go on a diet is like, yeah, there's a high, but like the right before that feeling right before you say to yourself, oh, I have to start dieting again is so negative. It's just like this 
this ripping, like this, and you're ripping yourself apart. No one else is. So it's just so nice to do like the complete opposite. When you hear the word compression socks, you might think of plain and boring compression socks that only grandmas can wear. That's what I thought. Well, we're here to break the stereotype because compression socks can be stylish for everyone and you can benefit from wearing them. Let me introduce these socks with benefits by Dr. Siegel's. With a focus on comfort, effectiveness, and style, Dr. Siegel's makes fashionable compression socks for effective relief of tired, achy, and swollen legs and feet. Dr. Siegel's was founded in 2012 by a Canadian surgeon with over 25 years of experience treating patients with vein disorders to offer a fashionable alternative to the plain and clinical looking socks that were currently available on the market. The best part is everyone can benefit from wearing them. I had no idea. Anyone who sits or stands for long periods of time during pregnancy and postpartum, uh, if you watch my Instagram stories, you know that my feet have been swelling like crazy. Also for traveling, whether by plane or long car rides and exercising, sports, running, and recovery. Compression socks work to stimulate circulation in your legs and feet by helping push fluids and blood out of your legs and back up into the heart. Benefits of wearing compression socks include increased leg energy and circulation, reducing leg pain, reducing swelling in feet and ankles, and reducing risk and appearance of varicose veins and blood clots. They are truly socks with benefits for everyone. Want to treat your feet to a pair of Dr. Siegel's compression socks or want to give a loved one the gift of happy and healthy feet? Visit drsegals.com. That is D-R-S-E-G-A-L-S.com and use promo code papaya at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your entire order. Give them a try today. Your feet will thank you. I know mine are. I immediately grabbed them as soon as I started having swelling in my feet and it's made such a difference. So that's drsegals.com promo code papaya. You're going to get 20% off your entire order. Happy, healthy feet. Now let's get back to the show. Like all diets start with hate, don't they? Like they don't start from a place of, I think that's one maybe lie or thing that I kind of tried to deceive myself with a lot was that it was me loving myself. I would say that definitely along the way in changing habits, I'm not going to deny the fact that there were certain things I figured out like, you know, sugar maybe triggers headaches sometimes and certain things like that. But I would say things like that. But the real reason I was avoiding sugar was because of calories or was because of weight gain. I said it as if it, I projected it as if it was like a self-love journey, but how can you have a self-love journey that's rooted in hate? Like, and just as you said that, I was like, huh, like you're right. Everything starts with that. And I think that's why I think so many of us get so disappointed when you get this before and after story, when you've, everyone has probably lost weight at some point in their life or gone through a body transformation. And you have these bits of pride because you're fed like this validation of, oh my gosh, you've done such a great job. Congratulations. And so you're feeling all this validation from people, but internally it doesn't actually feel different. That was my experience. And the more I've learned from others, very, very similar. And then you feel like you exist now with this variable of, 
okay, if I don't look this way, I lose that acceptance. I lose the love. I lose the congratulations. So how do I continue to exist? And Sammy, to your point, like it was, it's so, it's so important. I think for us to recognize as well, that as women, we're very apologetic about a lot of things in life. Successes would be a big one. Financial successes, career successes, even like just little tiny accomplishments that we have in our life, we're very apologetic about. But weight loss is like this, look at me go type thing. And it's so weird that as we're talking about this, I'm even recognizing the fact that that's one thing that we've said, this is what women can do. This is what we'll congratulate you for. And we're so proud of you if you lose weight. But if you start gloating about a career, if you're a boss, if you're anything like that, then you're a bitch, you're a gloat, you're a brag. And so we hide certain parts of it. So it's it's no wonder we see it so normalized for women to kind of celebrate weight loss in such big, splashy ways, even if there might be more going on. And like we said, there might be some people who have gone through weight loss journeys who, who have done it circumstantially, or it's just been through, you know... I like to, I've actually had to rewire the way I talk about weight loss because I understand that it is actually a very natural occurrence, like just like weight gain is. So I have rewired it to kind of think of it as holding and releasing. Like there are seasons in your life where you hold on to weight and seasons in your life that you release it. But weight loss can be often very ingrained with diet, which means that you intentionally did things to deprive yourself to lose weight. It's all very, very confusing. And it's a lot to unpack sometimes. Well, something that, so we were talking about kind of like the evolution of like how we came to this and like something that really actually motivated me to be like more body neutral or to try to really embrace intuitive eating was kind of rooted in this whole idea of what you just said that for women, weight loss is the one thing we get to, we get to celebrate. Looking good is the one thing that we're entitled to be happy about and entitled to get compliments about. And we don't have to be shy about how we did it. But I, and I think that ultimately the whole idea that women need to be smaller or need to be hundred percent focused on their appearance is it's a patriarchal idea. I don't know if you, if you or any of your listeners have read Jessica Knoll's second book, or her, or some of what she's written just on this topic. It's that like, this is meant the idea that women have to obsess about their appearance. And we all acknowledge it is an obsession that takes up space that could be used for other things, that it is an idea of keeping women sort of occupied with something a little bit meaningless so that it does keep us less wealthy than men. It does make us less, you know, if you, I don't want to say like, oh, this is why the glass ceiling, you know, hasn't been broken or whatever, but like, but you know, all that time that, that women collectively spend thinking about how to shrink themselves rather than thinking about, you know, how to make money or, or get to that next part of their career or whatever it is a woman aspires to, like that is time that they're not spent reaching those goals that men are. And that, you know, I don't want to say again, that that counts for any sort of like fully for societal divisions, but it is a piece. And for me, that's very motivating. Like, I'm not going to sit around like wasting my skills and my abilities because I'm like starving. Like, 
it's just kind of crazy. We have one life. It's so true because we, if we live trying to deprive ourselves, it is a mass distraction. And also you're now existing deprived. It's, it's very difficult to live that way. It's very difficult to have your brain function a different way. But how have you guys dealt with, you know, as you've kind of unpacked a lot of this, has there been moments where you've kind of felt a really, like, has there, was there like pivotal moments that you feel like you started to get it or started to feel it or notice that change for yourself through kind of having these conversations? Do you have, do you recall like a certain moment that it kind of became a thing? Well, for me, the, re- the the kind of moment when I realized that I can't do this anymore, and by this, I mean like obsess obsessively <laughs> over what diet I'm on, like what ca- how many calories, how many macros I'm eating. And when I mean obsess, it's like it's it's all consuming, like pre-wedding. And I was I remember where I was. I was walking across the street midday to go to Trader Trader Joe's to pick up like some specific food that was like for my diet that I was like, wow, like being on this diet is like a full-time job. Like I'm amazed that I'm able to even get my work done, you know? And I was like, they're very stressed out during this time. <laughs> and um, so anyway, fast forward to kind of during like our lockdown, kind of I hit this like nervous panic mode. And I was like, oh, it's because of COVID. Oh, because of quarantine. And then like kind of, and then I went to sleep and I was really, I was really in like this mess. And then I, the next day I realized it's not because of that. It's because I feel out of control when it comes to my diet. And I was like, I, cause I was gaining weight and I, and it wasn't, and it, it, for me, my life has always been either I'm on a diet or I'm not. And when I'm not, it's either just eating uncontrollably. And I was like, hold on. Like whoever said that I can't eat healthfully or eat for myself without being on some like external plan? (laughs) Who said that? Who said that without this external plan that I'm like this indulgent like monster, which is whatever all these like plans kind of give you like a mirror and show you that monster. That's really what's looking back at you if you don't take do this plan. So I was like, who said all of that? That's not me. So I went on. So right now, and Sammy and I are both kind of doing this thing called intuitive eating, which is generally like, I know it sounds kind of flashy. It's not a diet. It's honestly just a practice in learning how to eat again without like a meal plan that's given to you or rules, you know, and in learning and what I've come to also another mini aha moment is realizing like, I don't know what I like or I don't know what I like to eat at all. Like when I remember working with dietitians in the past and they're like, what kind of foods do you like? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever I'm supposed to eat is what I like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I'm like a square of dark chocolate. <laughs> you know, that, that that's what I thought I liked. I had that's the most real. <laughs> I had, I have no idea. So in this process of, quote unquote, intuitive eating, I've learned certain things that I thought I wasn't allowed to eat. I actually don't like, you know, and certain things that I wasn't allowed to eat again. When I say wasn't allowed, I mean on diet plans. I actually do like, and I actually can not, I can stop eating them, (laughs) you know? And I think that's, that's been what's kept, you know, as I said earlier, when I have a, a feeling of a relapse moment where I want to count calories. I remember those kind of little tiny moments would celebrate on the podcast, tiny moments. And it, like you said, like brings you back to snaps you back to your intentions, to reality and keeps you going forward. 
I'm so happy to announce once again that this episode is sponsored by FX Chocolate. Now, what is FX Chocolate? It's a supplement company that's got chocolate down to a science. So you can close your pill drawer and skip the daily drudge of gulping down pills and upgrade your routine with FX Chocolate. They've created six different supplement variations, Exhale, Focus, Thrive, Defend, Superfood, and Zen, each one lending targeted support to a specific need. Chocolate is not only more enjoyable way to take your supplements, but it also increases your body's ability to absorb those supplements, making it more effective. I think we can all agree that being a human being who exists is hard enough as it is, and it feels small but mighty to kind of know that you're taking care of yourself, getting the nutrients you need, and it not being a drag. FX Chocolate is offering listeners today 20% off their first order. Use promo code PAPAYA at checkout to get 20% off your first order. FX Chocolate, good for you, doesn't have to be hard to do. Head to fxchocolate.com and use promo code PAPAYA today. That's fxchocolate.com, promo code PAPAYA. I'm going to spell it out for you just in case. F-X-C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E.com. Promo code papaya that's going to give you 20% off. I think the one thing that really, I've never like followed any type of plan with intuitive eating, but it's one of those things where I just had to start trusting my body and trusting my own, you know, which is a lot of where that kind of stems from, was actually that I was, I was eating too much sometimes, which was so funny because. I thought coming from restrictive eating that it would look like, uh, I don't know, that I was now going to have to like eat more food and constantly consuming or anything like that. But then I realized like there were so many times where I would have a meal and I'd be like, actually, I'm full. Like I'm actually full right now. Or on the flip side being like, you know what? I am hungry for another slice of pizza. I'll just go for it. And the fact that like you can actually start listening to your body instead of listening to like this narrative in your brain that's constantly going again with like kind of alien to your, to your point, like the, the permission slip or not, like whether you're allowed to or not. And you're checking your app. Like, do I have enough room for this? Like, I remember the days where I was like, okay, this is actually a real Instagram post. If you go back far enough, you'll find it in my page. But it was like, I have four calories left today. What can I eat? And people are like pickles, eat pickles. Like you could have pickles or like I don't even know if rice cake counted, but it was like, oh, okay, I can eat. And I remember sitting there with a growling stomach eating pickles because that was my four calories that I was allowed to have. And I think we need to remember things like that. When we talk about things like intuitive eating, of course, there's always the jokes of like, yeah, intuitive eating, I'm just going to, that means I'm going to eat the whole sleeve of Oreos. Like, no, it's not necessarily always that. And there is real stuff like binge eating disorders where it is this uncontrollable thing where you just want to consume. However, for many people, it's just a trust system. It's a, it's a good trust system with yourself that you might actually know when you need to eat and you might actually know when you're full and that it's okay to leave, you know, half your dish or pack it up from the restaurant and go home. And it's okay to actually be like, you know what? I had this meal. It wasn't really enough. Can I order a side of fries? Like actually leaning into these things a little bit more where you just it's, it's been amazing for me to just recognize that I always thought that intuitive eating would mean that I was overeating because that's the fear that the fear is if I trust myself, that that means I'm going to do bad things, bad, quote unquote, bad things. 
it's not bad. Like they're eating is not a bad thing. It's actually designed for us. Food was meant to taste good for a reason. And one thing that I learned not long ago that was really cool for me to hear is the reason why food tastes so good when you're dieting is because your brain is actually trying to tell you this tastes good. Please give us more of it. So those cheat days and those times that you're like, you know, if you're not eating a certain food group and suddenly you have again, and it tastes so overwhelmingly good. It's your brain and your body being like, please feed us, please feed us, please feed us. We need this. We want this. And then kind of when you're done in, in a diet, it like culture type thing, or you're done dieting, all of a sudden you're like that food that I really liked, I actually only needed a bite of it, or I actually don't love it as much as I thought I did. It's not as good tasting as I remembered it to be. It's just that I never allowed myself to have it. So therefore it was like this enticing, this enticing thing in time where I'm like, that's the thing I want being pregnant. I've been like, I have a lot of allergies, but I've not been reacting to anything. So now the whole world is like my oyster. I can have whatever the heck I want, which is so wild because I would be like, Oh, I just not only am I pregnant and not allergic to everything, but like there's been foods I haven't eaten in over five years. So all of a sudden I was like, you know what I want more than anything is like this tater from this place. And we like ordered it in and I had it, I like dipped it in the gravy and I ate it. And I was like, you know, it's not as good as that. <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> like, it's okay. We're done now. Or like the stuff you build up because you just were like, I've thought about it for so long for five years. This has been in my brain. I've been thinking about it and like romanticizing it. And I actually don't love it as much as I thought. And then other foods you realize you really do love. Like sometimes I really love to stick a thing of celery into peanut butter and eat it. And that feels really good. And that used to be, you know, a diet food for me, but now I've had to, I've gotten to remove that from the process and just enjoy it. It's just so freeing when you get to look at food, sort of like a partnership and not sort of like a battlegrounds, which is just, it's very, very bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's funny that you mentioned that like thing that you just learned. Cause I also just saw that on Instagram, something almost exactly like that. I think that Caroline Duner, she's the author of the fuck it diet, which is sort of another kind of for it's, intuitive. It's just the same kind of philosophy. Just like when you're hungry, food is wired to taste good. When you're not, when you're full, the food doesn't taste as good. And when you're constantly hungry or constantly restricting or tricking yourself into being hungry, all that food is always going to taste so good. And no, no wonder you always feel so like indulgent, you know, where you, you think everything is, you can't stop, you know? Well, you know how the first bite of something is like always the best. I think when you're restricting, it makes all of the bites the best. But when you are not, when you feel like, oh, I can come back to this later or like I can have it tomorrow or there's like plenty here. The first, it's only, it's, that's how, that's when the first bite is really the best. And the rest is just sort of like, okay, I can stop. Like that's the natural way that like your taste buds are supposed to adapt. But because like we restrict and like wire ourselves to think like, this is literally the last time I'm having this cupcake. It could be months, years, even like that makes every bite of the cupcake so good. Yes. That's such a good point. Okay. So here's one thing that I'm dying to ask you guys, because we talked about kind of how we do often celebrate dieting and stuff with women. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm freaking sitting and talking to the founders of Betches. And we've talked about diets and stuff, but I want to actually hear about you guys and your careers, first of all. So there's three of you that founded it, right? Did I hear that right? Yes. You now have, on Betches alone, you have 7.1 million followers on Instagram, 
overall, how many millions of followers do you have across all your channels? Do you know? Yeah, it's a it's about nine and a half million. Oh my gosh! That's okay, just so on Instagram. <laughs> what's your business structure like? How how many of you are there now? Is it still just the three of you running it? Like, is this your full time gigs? Like, I would hope and assume. Tell me, like, tell me the business side of it. Like, celebrate that for kind of a second because this is a huge, huge ash accomplishment. Sammy, me. Uh, what? I was like, I was like, you're telling me to go or do you want to no, go? No, no, no. I was like, <laughs> no. So it's uh, me, Sammy, and our third co-founder, Jordana. And yeah, we started it to almost 10 years ago. We still own 100% of the business. We never sought out ex- any type of capital raise or any type of funding. And we have grown it. Yes, it is our full-time gig. Very much so. We have about 20, 27, 28 employees full-time plus freelancers. Not only do we have our Instagram empire, we have a full suite of podcasts. We have our own podcast network. And we have... Should I say we have like oh, 20, 20 million down twenty million downloads on our podcasts? We have Ooh. ten ten different. We have ten podcasts that range a variety of of topics. So we so Sammy and I do our wellness, but we have our uh, dating and relationships podcast called You Up. We have a true crime podcast called Not Another True Crime podcast. We have our political news um, podcast called The Sup. And also we have newsletter that goes with it. So like I said earlier, we have offshoots. It's not, it's kind of cooler than just saying an offshoot. We have little communities, not little, but we have communities based on people's specific interests. So if you're a Betches fan, that's great. You love to laugh and you love to laugh at yourself. But what else are you interested? Are you interested in sex. We have a podcast called Let Me Finish. We have brides. We have travel. We literally are, and we just launched moms. Yeah. I was just going to say, we just launched moms, um, Betcha's moms. And that has been, we had, we have such an amazing kind of reaction to that because for us, like, like I've said, we did it. We've been doing this since we were seniors in college. A lot of our audience has kind of grown up with us, stayed loyal. We get emails DMs all the time being like, I've been listening to you. I've been reading you guys since like graduating with you. And like people have kind of been along with us on this crazy ride and not stopping <laughs> anytime soon. Well, congratulations. That is so, the second you said like that many employees, I'm like, I got chills. Cause I'm like, it's just so, it's so cool. I've talked about this before, but just the fact that women have found ways to make money in unconventional ways and that it was so kind of like poo-pooed upon for so long. And the fact that like, yeah, like you guys are like a blog and like a meme page, but like how much work is put into everything you're doing and how much it's grown, the amount of downloads, the podcasts, like there's so many, the fact that you guys are employing and like giving life to not giving life, but <laughs> we're birthing all these <laughs> We're giving, you know what I mean? You're giving life to like these conversations and giving employment to so many people. That's so freaking cool. And not like, sorry, but like, I'm so glad you guys aren't distracted as much with dieting anymore because I bet you the last little while has, you know, you never know where you're going from here, right? If we just got a little bit less attached to those distractions. I just love you guys so much. Thank you so much for coming on today and having such 
which turned into like a, like I literally, like I have like notes. I have so many notes. It was just a really good, I think I just love people who are kind of in it because I always feel like a lot of times it feels like people are like ahead and I'm like, how, how long in this journey am I going to be that I just feel like I'm still in it? And it's fun to laugh about. It's fun to kind of joke about. It's fun to kind of be like, I don't actually know what's going on. I just know this isn't right. And kind of debunk a lot of these things that, you know, we talked about today. So I appreciate you all so much. Tell everyone where they can find you if they haven't already figured it out. Sammy, shall I? You want to go? You shall. You're so much better at telling people where to find us. (laughs) Okay. Well, ready. Well, you can go to Betches.com or follow us at Betches. You can follow me and Sammy at Aileen, A-L-E-E-N, at Sammy, S-A-M-I. You can follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow, spelled how you would think. And you can listen to our podcast where podcasts are downloaded apple spotify all of the above and it come every, a new episode comes out every sunday and thursday on thursdays we answer we do a dear dst unless we want to talk about something else <laughs> it's very based on our mood but unless we want to talk about something <laughs> else but we answer listener emails on thursdays and sundays we just we give you either really cool experts or we bring other listeners on to t- tell their story or just sammy and i just you know just shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Talk about how we're feeling. But thank you so much for having us on. Like, you're amazing. And our your podcast is amazing. Too. Yeah, our audience loves Oh, you. I'm so glad. Honestly, when lockdown is freaking over, one of these days, we're just going to have a little hangout. And it's going to happen. I'm going to manifest that. When COVID's over, I will come and visit you all. And we will have fun little day together. I just invited myself. No, you're, oh, you're, you know, come. <laughs> I want to invite myself to Canada. So you know. yeah. Ob- yeah. Obviously <laughs> we're doing, we're having quite a, you know, it's almost pour maple syrup into the snow season mm. and roll it up like taffy. <laughs> it was so funny that it was so funny watching like, obviously everything going on in the States and like, <laughs> And someone was like, you know, we everyone's joking about their Canadian support person. And I was like, honestly, we'll just pour maple syrup on the whole country. We got you guys like and they're laughing. I'm like, no, literally. But though, that's what we do in the winter. Like we pour maple syrup on like random places and roll it up and eat it. So we're kind of adorable. <laughs> She's like, I want that. <laughs> you know, I really have been wanting to come to Canada like anyway. Um, there's so many places I want to go like near here like yeah there's a lot and it's also different depending on where you go like you can go out east and it's like you know the food's very different the east coast vibe you go to the west coast and it's very slow and it's very amazing and gorgeous it's like hollywood north it's sort of like this meld between if you go out to the islands it's a smell between like the muskokas and hawaii it's so gorgeous and then like as i've never gone to any of the middle ones and then like there's toronto which is very like kind of a clean version of a lot of bigger cities and yeah like it's it's such a and we pour maple syrup on the snow and roll it up and eat it and it's just it's quite a delight Jess, adore you too. and i can't wait to for everyone to kind of hear this conversation and for us to just keep having these conversations that make us not actually diet tomorrow. So thank you so much for coming on. And to everyone listening, uh, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. 
Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.